you're listening to the Telltale channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Trump religious leader Shane Vaughn's ideas about how to make the Constitution even better. Spoiler alert, it involves erasing parts of it. Donald Trump's big announcement about scamming his audience. He sold them $4.5 million worth of air. I mean, NFTs. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. I usually take emails also, but I'm skipping that part for the moment until I get the spam problem worked out on that. If you have a message you want me to hear, then just send in a voicemail. Keep it to about 150 words or 30 to 60 seconds. Donald Trump made some statement like, eh, forget the Constitution or, or, or whatever. And of course, people take him literally like, oh, my God, what he's saying, what's he saying? But uh, he was making a point, and, and in typical fashion, he, he made his point in a way that might bother some people. Wow. This is a guy named Eric Metaxas. He is a far-right extremist, a Christian nationalist, and a Trump stan. will do anything for the guy, up to and including defending the fact that Donald Trump called for parts of the Constitution to be terminated to instate him as president against the will of the people. They will defend anything at this point, won't they? Seriously. This clip, by the by, is only from I, I, like a couple of... I think this clip is from like early December 2022, something like that. Donald Trump openly calls for the Constitution to be terminated to reinstate him as president. That's what this whole thing is all about. And bizarrely, people are coming out of the woodwork defending the dude on this point. Seriously. Um, because they don't know how to read him or something. But uh, let's oh, blame the other people. Yeah. Donald Trump calls for the Constitution to be terminated and it's everyone else's fault that's reading it. Right. Because they don't know how to read him or something. But uh, let's talk about what he was talking about and why we agree that he shouldn't have said it that way, but why we're not as troubled as as some people who think that he thinks we should throw away the Constitution, because obviously he doesn't. But yes, he does. What does he need to say to make it clear to you that that's what he wants to do? That is what he said. Those are the words he said. He said, basically, I don't even remember. I'm paraphrasing. We need to throw out the Constitution and make me president. That's basically what he said. How are you like, how are these metal gymnastics working with this guy? This is blowing me away right now. And by the by, he's got a, a little buddy right here, Jenna Ellis. She was Trump's uh, on Trump's law team for a while, I believe, uh, when he was in the White House. That's where she got famous, basically. He was being a little hyperbolic, but but let's talk about Donald Trump hyperbolic. hyperbolic. Imagine what? that. Get right? out of here. So so to set this up, though, um, you know, I obviously know and respect Donald Trump personally. I've worked for him. Um, everyone knows that. And so I can say without a shadow of a doubt that Donald Trump loves and respects the Constitution. No, he does not in any way. It's so clear to literally everybody that Donald Trump would throw it away in a second if it meant becoming president again. That's literally what he said. That's not respect or love for the Constitution. Constitution more than almost anyone that I know. They're just completely made up. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I got a voicemail about it from somebody. Check this voicemail out somebody left me the other day. Hi, uh, I'm River from Michigan. Uh, he and pronouns. 
I just wanted to like <laughs> know your thoughts because the, I saw a singular headline about how Trump wanted to abolish the Constitution and no one else is talking about it. And it just, it, it I know it's like on brand again, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it, the voicemail got cut off there. I appreciate the voicemail. It was really interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I heard a few people talking about it myself. Uh, maybe it did not get as much attention as it deserved, though, because a political candidate calling for the abolition of the Constitution, or at least parts of the Constitution, is ridiculous on so many levels. I don't know how these people are working themselves into these mental gymnastics anymore. And why? To what end? Why are they still defending the guy? He's not even president anymore. Just move past him, seriously. It just, it kills me that people like Jenna Ellis and Eric Metaxas are sitting here defending Trump of all people. Like he reflects the, the Christian nationalist beliefs that they hold. He doesn't. Just blows me away, man. Hey, this is Chaim from New York. I was wondering if you watched the Netflix series Unorthodox and whether you think the Jewish community depicted, as depicted in the show, fits the bite model of a cult. Thanks. I appreciate that. I have not seen that. Unorthodox, I think it was called. I haven't heard of that. But I do live in New York City, and there are some really, really hardcore groups in the area, like particularly in Brooklyn, that are in their own insular communities that other people don't go into and that they aren't really allowed to leave. They heavily shun people who don't want to be a part of that lifestyle anymore. They shun technology in many ways. They have their own schools set up and they reject the LGBT community and things like that. Very, very deeply harmful belief system or, or group specifically. It's this group that's a real problem. I would say that there are most definitely Jewish cults out there without a shadow of a doubt. Is that most Jewish people? No, not even close. Matter of fact, I would say the vast majority of Jewish people are chill and, uh, you know, largely aren't even religious. It's more like secular Jewish people, by and large. So, yeah, uh, there are definitely Jewish cults out there, but they're very, very uncommon. They only really exist in Israel and in New York City, the two highest concentrations of Jewish communities in the world. So, anyway, yeah, I'll have to give it a watch. It sounds interesting. Uh, thanks for the uh, voicemail. I call out cults wherever they are, whoever is running them. I don't care. It's wrong. Either way, propagandizing is wrong. Controlling people's lives is wrong. Full stop. I don't care if they're Jewish. I don't care if they're Christian or whatever, Scientologists or whatever other brand of nonsense they believe in. It doesn't matter to me, but yeah. This is Amos from Kansas City. Just, I was wanting to say I love your stuff, but I do wish you would make a decision on your swearing. You, uh, I guess Yoda would say, swear or don't swear, there's no beep. I, I personally like the swearing. I, it makes it kind of makes you stand out from the rest of the crowd, but... Uh, it just seems like you're a little inconsistent on whether you're going to beep something out or not. So, but just a personal preference. I hope that other people share the preference. But anyway, love your stuff. Have a good one. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail. Interesting thing that you mentioned because earlier, like earlier when I was talking to other people, I decided to run a what would you call it? like a poll 
to find out what people thought about this hard-hitting issue. I just wanted to know if people think that I should swear, should just embrace it, or if I should give it up, or what. And here are the results. Should I swear on my videos or no? Yes, whenever, got 71.7% or 89 votes. Only in live streams, cut it out of the videos, 27.4% or 34 votes. No, I should never swear, got 0.8% of the votes or one vote. Uh, most people think that I should swear, should just do it in moderation or, or whatever. I was not swearing for a while because... I wanted to be as uncontroversial to YouTube as humanly possible because they kept hitting me with like hate speech strikes and stuff. So I stopped swearing entirely for a while. The hate speech strikes stopped and YouTube also changed their policy to, to be more lenient about swearing. So I kind of picked up swearing a little bit more. But I would rather not swear generally because there are children that watch my show and there are parents that watch it with their children and stuff. And I don't want to put them in an uncomfortable situation if I can avoid it. So I usually try to not swear if possible. Also, if I give an impassioned speech about something and I say a swear in it, critics will and have accused me of giving a profanity-laden speech on something. They discredit everything I say because I said a swear. Now, they're probably going to discredit everything anyways, but I don't want to give them extra ammunition. So generally, I try to avoid swearing unless it's like an important issue that I feel needs that extra layer of emphasis. Uh, so anyway, thank you so much for the uh, voicemail. I, I do appreciate that. Hi, Owen. My name is Parker. I'm from Missouri. I tried to send this once already, but I think it was too long. So just to reiterate, I go to a small um, religious private school that has strict um, anti-LGBT plus um, policies. And I know that they've kicked out um, queer students before. Is that legal? Like, wouldn't that be discrimination? Um, I was just wondering what you know about that. I love your content. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail. As it happens, my wife is going to law school right now, and I've been following along a little bit with some of the things that she's been learning, mostly through the things that she tells me. I've been following a little bit of that and learning more about it as the subjects come up. As far as I can tell, there are constitutional protections for protected classes, right? You cannot discriminate against somebody based on gender or race or you know any number of other qualities or religion things like that however there are exceptions to this rule for religious based institutions they fall into a special category and in those cases you are allowed to hire say only christians or only muslims or, or whatever there is a loophole in the law that allows people to discriminate against others if the institution is based in a certain something or other. So the answer is basically it would depend on the business structure that they set up when they started the school or the organization or whatever it is. If it's a private school, if they set it up as like a religious institution or something like that, they probably have those protections. But it may be worth looking into anyways. You could just do a business search on their Secretary of State's website. Like if it's in, I don't know, West Virginia or Minnesota or something, just Google like Minnesota Secretary of State business search and you can look up what type of company it is from there. So anyway, thank you for the uh, voicemail. I appreciate that. Hello, Owen. This is Jasper from Massachusetts. 
I wanted to know, do you think that in our lifetime we're going to see a democratic terrorism law be passed? Uh, it's a little quiet, so let me repeat. Do I think in our lifetime we're going to see a stochastic terrorism law being passed? If you're unfamiliar with stochastic terrorism, for anybody listening, I, most people probably know, but just in case you don't, stochastic terrorism is basically naming people, doxing them, pointing a finger directly at them, and getting a crowd whipped into a blood frenzy over it and letting whatever happens next happen. We can see an example of this with Matt Walsh and Boston Children's Hospital. Also, Libs of TikTok did this with Boston Children's Hospital, I believe. From my understanding, the wave of hate has not calmed down against Boston Children's Hospital. In fact, it's getting worse for them at this immediate moment. They are the targets of stochastic terrorism. Random people are calling in bomb threats and things like that, all because Matt Walsh and Libs of TikTok and others claimed that Boston Children's Hospital is doing gender-affirming surgeries on children, which is not true. They're not. They never did. It's just completely made-up, fabricated outrage against a hospital that actually does a lot of good for a lot of people. That is an example of stochastic terrorism. You are leveling a chilling effect against everybody that you possibly can that you hate to scare them out of using their own freedom of speech. That's basically what it is. So the question was, will we ever see a stochastic terrorism bill passed in our lifetimes to protect people from stochastic terrorism? Terrorism law be passed? Like something hindering stochastic terrorism or like making it a civil or criminal um, offense? Just wanted to hear your opinion on it. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail. The answer is, I don't think so. Not in our lifetimes. Now, there was a point in U.S. history, not even that long ago, where free speech laws were much, much, much more relaxed, where you could throw somebody in jail, or more accurately, the government could throw somebody in jail for, say, protesting the war. They don't like that the war is going on. They don't like World War One is happening. They don't like World War Two is going on. They'll throw you in jail for 10 years if you speak out against it. The U.S. actually has a really terrible history of terribly abusing people for the things that they said, not to mention McCarthyism, directly attacking people, jailing them, persecuting them for being communist when they weren't even communist in the first place a lot of the time. Yeah, the U.S. has a terrible history of upholding freedom of speech. Now we've moved in the opposite direction where it's entirely too free. Stochastic terrorism should be at least a suable offense. I wouldn't be opposed to stochastic terrorism like Libs of TikTok does, pointing a finger at somebody specific like Boston Children's Hospital and inspiring bomb threats against them. I wouldn't be opposed to Libs of TikTok being charged with a crime for that. I think that would be fantastic personally. Now, I don't want to go back to an era of McCarthyism. I don't want to go back to an era of jailing people for protesting against wars or any of that stuff. But we are entirely too free with it right now. There is a line and we are way on the wrong side of it right now. Seems to me. Hi, this is Matthew. Um, I don't, was it date? Um, December 9th. 2022. <clears throat> I just wanted to ask, 
Um, what do you think of socialism, if you have any opinions or not? All right, bye. Interesting question. Socialism is actually not what most people think. Yeah, I have looked into starting a nonprofit organization. It's very complicated. I intend to, but I, I can't do it yet. I have to wait to actually start it until, you know, other things are in order in my life. But a nonprofit organization works very differently from a publicly traded or, or a privately owned organization. Basically, you start out with a board. Now, somebody can start this organization, but they aren't the owners past that point. The board is elected by the people under it or other board members. There is a union basically baked right into it. And everybody votes on everything all the way up the chain. That's how a nonprofit organization works generally. And that is what socialism is, really. Socialism is where every company is changed from a private entity into a nonprofit type of structure like that, where there's a board that all votes on all decisions that are made and the employees all vote on things and there's a union baked into it and everything else. And there is no private owner that takes control. It's worker owned rather than private ownership or state owned like would be the case with communism. It's just kind of a different way of running companies generally. That's really what socialism is. We have those in the U.S. now. They're called wor worker co-ops. You can set things up as worker co-ops. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't think I really have a strong opinion. I would like to just bake unions right into corporations from the start. That would be nice. But I don't think I have any opposition to private ownership necessarily. I'm okay with private ownership for the most part. We need to s strengthen social safety nets. We need to strengthen unions. And yeah, yeah, I would be happy if we could do those things. Strengthen social safety nets and unions. And I'd be good with that. We don't need to go full socialist. Willing to be convinced otherwise, but that's my current position. Anyway, let me know what you think in the comments. You know the sad thing? Uh, not to get you guys down or whatever, but this thought crossed my mind a while back. There are like regulars that come around a lot, fans that I've had for a while. Falconis and um, hell, how about Hellbound Hillbilly? I've seen a few times. Super, super Nerd, Robber Adset. I see them around all the time, you know. And I, I'm 100% sure that there are fans that just kind of stopped coming around. And, you know, that happens a lot. There are a lot of fans that hang out a lot and then they move on and, and find other interests. But I'm sure that there are at least some who died of COVID, and I had no idea. They just stopped coming around, and it's because they died of COVID. And I, you know, I'll never know, and I'll never hear from them again. It's really, really sad. Sorry to get you guys down. <laughs> I was just thinking about it and how sad it was. Next, we're going to talk about Trump religious leader Shane Vaughn's ideas about how to make the Constitution even better. Spoiler alert, it involves erasing parts of it. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. Yahshua was the Messiah of mankind. 
but Donald Trump is the Messiah of America. This is Shane Vaughn. He's the leader of a Trump religion. Now, there's a Trump cult out there, a cult of personality that is obsessed with the guy, loves him with every fiber of their being. But this guy goes a step beyond that. He is a leader of the Trump religion. He believes that Trump is a messiah, as we just heard. As it turns out, he has some ideas about how to fix the Constitution. And those ideas, spoiler alert, entail erasing parts of it. So I wanted to talk about him, give a little bit of background on him, show you a little bit about who he is, and then we'll talk about his brilliant ideas to fix the Constitution. Check this one out, mid-October 2022. Oh, hallelujah. Who are you, Dominion Software, before Trump and the Trump harvest? Who are you, Democrat Schumer and Pagrosi? Who are you? Think about how he's framing things. Think about the language that he's using and the words that he's saying. He's phrasing things as though it's a religious prophecy from God a message coming from God's mind to Shane Vaughn's lips. That's how he's framing it. And what is it that he's telling us? He's telling us about things that he believes that Donald Trump hates. He finds things that Trump hates and he hates them too. He prophesies about them from God. He has intertwined religion and Trumpism inextricably great mountain before the man that i've raised up who are the man that i've raised up is donald trump you'd think it was jesus right the man that he raised up no it's trump raised up who are you liz Liz cheney who are you january the sixth committee i don't want it to slip by that he just called her les cheney that is absolutely depraved Committee, who are you, Merrick Garland? Who are you, Mueller? Who are you? Who are you? This is what God said. Who are you, O great mountain that stands before Trump and the army that I've raised? He's look. He looks for absolutely anything that he can say or do to stand behind Donald Trump, to support him, to hate the things that he hates. Why? Because he thinks Donald Trump is the new Messiah, the second coming, if you will. People say Jesus is going to come a second time because he didn't get to fulfill the things that they believed that he needed to fulfill to actually be the Messiah. He was supposed to act as a cosmic judge. That's why they claim that he's coming a second time in the first place. And now, people like Shane Vaughn believe that Donald Trump is that second coming. He's going to fulfill that thing that Jesus didn't, that they expected him to, that he didn't fulfill. He will stand behind anything that Donald Trump believes, anything that he thinks that Trump would want. He has made politics his religion through and through. So let's listen to his solution to how to resolve some of the problems he sees happening in society right now. And after we hear about his solution to some of the problems, we're actually going to listen to an interesting prediction that he made about Truth Social 
and Elon Musk handling Twitter. We're going to watch that at the end, but let's listen to his take on how to resolve the political issues in the U.S. Mid-December 2022. We cannot defeat the population centers without the Electoral College. Now, I said all that to say let's go to Georgia. Last week on Tuesday night, we were all watching. And what is Georgia? From top to bottom, across the whole thing, what color is Georgia? Why? It's all red, is it not? The entire state is conservatives. No, it isn't. Okay, let me show you a more accurate map. I understand how he could mistakenly get the impression that the entire state of Georgia is conservatives. But let's take a look at a more accurate map of Georgia. This is a map of the United States that he's referring to, right? It looks completely red at face value. He, If you just look at this map, you would think that he was right because it's, it's all red, right? And just little tiny blue segments scattered sporadically throughout. But here's the thing. Land doesn't vote. This is empty space that we're looking at here. All of this red, it's all empty space. The blue areas are population centers. Let's look at a more accurate depiction of the electorate right here. This is what it would actually look like if we were looking at voters rather than land. Land is completely irrelevant. We shouldn't be looking at the red spots in the first place. We should only care about the blue spots or... We should only care about the, the clustered spots because that's an actual accurate representation of what we're looking at. So right here is Georgia. The whole state is not red. Over 50% of the state of Georgia is blue. But Shane Vaughn's looking at this map where there's just one little section, one tiny little itty bitty sliver right here of blue because of how the districts were drawn. But he has a solution to that problem, see? He wants to fix it. Sure, half the state votes Democrat and half votes Republican, but he wants the Republican to win every time, despite the fact that that's not how democracy works. So let's listen to him explain the solution. Higher state is conservatives all rushing to the polls. They came to the polls that day and blew the numbers out the water. And they were winning their state. They were turning their state in the right direction until they hit that blue area called Atlanta, Georgia. You mean where most of the voters are? Are you kidding me? Does he not know how this works, really? This is where most of the votes came from. Yeah, they counted the Republican votes early because that's just, you know, that that's the nature of the red mirage. That's how it works. They talked about this in 2016, 2020. The red mirage is a phenomenon that's well understood in election or electoral politics or whatever else. What he's describing right now is the red mirage. And just like Donald Trump, he's trying to use it as the premise for a claim of fraud, for the claim that he's been wronged in some way, that all Republicans have been wronged and taken advantage of. No, this is just democracy. This is just how it works. This is what Georgia actually looks like. And now, good try, all you great citizens of Georgia. Thank you for coming to the polls, but you have a problem. Your voice doesn't matter. 
because you don't have the majority of the population. So therefore, you really shouldn't have even shown up to vote. Okay, he, he doesn't understand democracy at all, like not even a little bit. Because we're going to stop you in the population centers. And I looked across that state and I said, you know what? Everyone in that state is a conservative, except for those two blue dots. No, everyone in that state is a Democrat, except for these scattered little red dots all over the place. Land doesn't vote. How does he not get this? Land doesn't vote. People vote. Seriously. Is this really that hard to understand for Shane Vaughn? And that's when it hit me like a stroke of genius. Oh, here's his plan. Okay. That's what the founding fathers feared for the nation. But what they feared for the nation is happening in the states. The office of a senator is just like the office of the president. It is a statewide campaign. Okay, yes, that's true so far, I suppose. Go on. It is statewide. Therefore, I am of the opinion that the only way to save the Senate in the United States of America is that the Senate election should also be done by the Electoral College of a state. Wow, interesting. That is his solution, apparently. Change the way that we vote from a democracy to something different, an electoral college type of thing. The electoral college is not democratically chosen. It's not how a democracy operates. But that's a system that we've had since the beginning, so it was kind of grandfathered in. We should really be moving away from that. Oh, believe me, though, he's got more to say on this subject. Here's another one, mid-December 2022, about this very subject. And what we must do is repeal 17. Yeah, 17th Amendment's what he's referring to. It's the amendment that describes how senators are elected, basically, from my understanding. Otherwise, you're going to have a blue house and a blue Senate. And ladies and gentlemen, you cannot govern that way. Wow, okay. So his beliefs and feelings and ideals are not based on principle. It's not based on, well, I don't think it should work this way, not for political reasons, but for moral or ethical or logistical reasons. I think that this is a bad idea, and we should kind of try to lobby for this change, basically. If he had a good, solid, honest reason to argue that the 17th Amendment shouldn't exist, the amendment that describes how senators are elected, I may even be on board with him, actually. I may be willing, I'd at least be willing to listen, at the very least. But he's not giving a logical argument. He's not giving a moral or ethical argument here. He's saying, I don't want Democrats to be in office, and I am willing to do whatever it takes to prevent that from happening, up to and including eliminating democracy in the United States, erasing parts of the Constitution. That's really what he's saying here. Around the time the 2020 election was taking place, I heard a lot of people arguing that we should switch over to the popular vote rather than the Electoral College. Now, if you 
know anything about politics, you'll know that we wouldn't have a Republican in office for, I don't know, 30 years or something if we went by popular vote. The vast majority of the past presidents who were Republicans were not elected by popular vote. Trump lost the popular vote. George Bush lost the popular vote both times, I think. George H.W. Bush lost a popular vote, didn't he? Let's find out. Okay, this is from the History Channel. Let's just look at a list of them. Uh, John Quincy Adams apparently lost a popular vote but won the presidency. That was from 1824. Basically, the way it works is we have, like, districts. Like, you can, if you're not from the United States, you can clearly see here how it works, right? So each border, each line, each white line around a, a little segment here is a different district. And each district basically gets one count in the Electoral College. And there are obviously a lot of red districts here and not as many blue ones. This is the, the result of gerrymandering, splitting these up. Anyways, that's how somebody could lose the popular vote but win the presidency anyways by winning enough districts to take the presidency despite the fact that they did not get voted for by the majority of the people. So people who lost the popular vote but won the presidency, John Quincy Adams, 1824, Rutherford B. Hayes, 1876, Benjamin Harrison, 1888, George W. Bush, 2000, Donald Trump, 2016. Wait, did George W. Bush win the presidency by, po or win the popular vote in 20, or 2004? Oh, looks like he got 50.7% of the popular vote in 04. So yeah, I guess he did win the popular vote in 04. I did not know that. Anyway, that was versus John Kerry, I believe. So the point is, we would have far fewer Republican presidents if we went with the popular vote results rather than the electoral college results. And back in, I don't know, back in 2020, back in 2016, people were arguing we should be getting rid of the electoral, electoral college. People should just be elected in by popular vote. And I considered that. I considered it because not because I want to win. It wouldn't be fair to consider that solely because I want to win. That could come back to bite us, right? It should either be because I want to correct democracy, because I want to make it the system more democratic, or we shouldn't do it at all, it seems to me, right? And I'm kind of undecided on this. I feel like I, I do want to get rid of the Electoral College. If we did, I think people would have to appeal to everybody in the country rather than a few select states. And they'd actually have to be popular and interesting, at least a little bit more than they are now. Everybody hates politicians nowadays because they all suck. So anyways, I think I am in favor of going with popular vote decides the president. Shane Vaughn wants to go the opposite direction, not on principle, not because he thinks it's the best way to go, not because it's more democratic, not any of that, not more ethical, not more logical, not more moral, not more nothing. He wants to do it because he wants to create a system where Democrats are incapable of winning elections. That's simply wrong. That's evil. You aren't supposed to do things that way. You aren't supposed to operate that way. But, you know, goes right over his head. He doesn't care. I knew it. When I saw Herschel Walker lose that election, and I saw a massive turnout of red all over that state, Matter of fact, it was more of a turnout than they were expecting. The state showed up. And voted blue. 
How about that? He thinks that he's entitled to the the senatorship or the presidency or whatever because he thinks that land votes, apparently. To get a red representative, a, a senator. However, Atlanta said, no, not today. We're going to give you Warlock. Warlock. Notice that? That was very intentional. Warlock rather than Warnock. That's... Uh, a cute little way of taking a, a little slap at somebody that he doesn't like. Look, man, most people live in Atlanta, in the state of Georgia. All this red stuff out here is barren wasteland. Practically nobody is out there. You drive for 15 miles and not see another human being in some of these areas. That's just how it works. Why should a neighborhood made up of five houses within a, you know a 20-mile radius have the same weight in their votes as a 20-mile radius in Atlanta, Georgia, with, you know, 10,000 people in it. That makes no sense at all. You know why he believes that? Simply because he wants to rig it against his political opponents. That's it. That is what is on his mind. It's not fair. It's not fair, he says. It's not fair that we count everybody's vote equally. That's, that is so wrong in his mind. However, Atlanta said, no, not today. We're going to give you Warlock. It's not fair. Poor guy. So mistreated, right? Poor, filthy, rich, entitled, privileged guy who has everything he could ever ask for in life. Poor fella, huh? So mistreated that he has to put up with people's votes being counted equally. In the beginning of this, I told you we were going to listen to some of his predictions about Donald Trump, Truth Social, and Elon Musk with Twitter. It gets absolutely wild. For good measure, let's give it a listen. Late April 2022, this is when Elon Musk was just talking about buying Twitter before he actually did it. Check out what he says about this. Again, he is a Trump stan. He'll do anything for Donald Trump. So anything that could possibly end badly for Trump, he doesn't want it. It's bad, including Elon Musk buying Twitter. He's afraid Elon Musk will make it better, and that will drive people away from Truth Social. Check this out. Do you really believe Elon Musk is a conservative that gives one hoot about our Constitution? If you do, I have got property... Property oceanfront in Arizona. He could care less about free speech. This guy is so cringy, I can't stand it. I agree, he could care less about free speech, 100%. He is definitely conservative, though. He is a far-right, he's a QAnoner. Elon Musk, just the other day, tweeted, follow, and then an emoji of a white rabbit. That is a QAnon dog whistle. Elon is a full-blown QAnoner. Or he's trying to take advantage of the QAnoners. I, I, I don't know which. They're indistinguishable from each other, so it really doesn't matter for our purposes anyway. So I may write about that man. Anyway, so let's call like a Elon and tell him we got to stop Donald Trump. We got to stop Truth Social. So how do we do it? Well, we can't admit we were wrong. We can't just all of a sudden change our policies back to the way they were. We can't just say, oh, well, we messed up. But we could get bought out and let whoever buys us out clean it back up. We make a whole bunch of money in the process. All the conservatives come back. Twitter carries on. This is actually really interesting to listen to. Again, so this is like 
what, six months before Elon Musk actually purchased Twitter? Oh, this is really interesting, actually, to to kind of see where his head was at. Of course, nobody had any idea what Elon Musk was actually going to do. So this is all complete guess. But yeah, no one expected Elon Musk to wreck Twitter the way that he is right now either. So, so we call Elon and we have him make an offer. And then, of course, we reject it. That way it looks like we're negotiating. What does he mean by that? I feel like this guy is an incel, right? Is he an incel? Comes back and all of a sudden, offer accepted. Bye-bye. We're out of here. We're going to the bank laughing. You can have it, Elon. All the conservatives come back. Let's shut down Truth Social. No need for it anymore. They think that we're dumb. Well, you know. Some do. I mean, yeah, I guess some people may think that. Aside from that, Trump was invited back onto Twitter, for sure. He was. And in fact, they did unsuspend his account. But I think that Trump has, like, legal requirements and rules that say whether or not he's allowed to come back to Twitter. Like, I don't think he's allowed to just go back to Twitter and start tweeting rather than working on on Truth Social. For one reason or another, some kind of a con- contractual obligation or something. They think that we're dumb, and a lot of people are. Well, at least he's admitting it. But your humble neighborhood professor Toto is always watching out for these rascals. So it's a scam. Absolutely, Sister Kimberly. Mel- Watch his face in a second. By the by, he says, umple? U-M-P-L-E, I don't know what that means. Umple Neighborhood Professor Toto. What he's saying is he's calling himself the dog Toto from the Wizard of Oz, grabbing the curtain on the great and magnificent Oz and pulling it back, revealing who it is behind the curtain. That's the idea. He believes that he's pulling the curtain back on all of the elites that are whatever. But anyway, yeah, like I was saying, watch his face in a second. He's about to do like duck lips like you would expect an Instagram model to do. It's so cringy. It's a scam. But we pulling back the curtain. God, that is so cringy. Oh, my God, dude. I am like, oh, God. I just, I want to vomit. I want to physically vomit watching him do that. Oh, it's so cringy. But we pulling back the curtain. Oh my God, it's so bad. Why do I keep rewinding this? A scam. Mm, but we pulling back the curtain on those liberal lies. Oh, it's painful, dude. It is so painful. Mm, but we pulling back the curtain on those liberal lies. I guess I just like hate watching stuff. Boy, that is rough. That is. That is rough. That is very... I can't describe how rough that is lest I get demonetized. That's how rough that is. That is bad, dude. Literally makes you want to vomit watching him do those duck lips. Mm, But we... Ugh, God. So, so terrible. Anyway, (laughs) okay. Uh, Let me know what you think about this story. I'm sorry I played that like 16 times in a row. It's just so cringy. Let me know what you think about this guy. Tell me if you want to see more stuff from this guy in the comments. Next, we're going to talk about Donald Trump's big announcement. He's scamming his audience with NFTs. Big surprise. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. 
you're listening to the Telltale channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. I can't wait until this MF shows off his Trump NFTs to the camera. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. This funny you bring that up. You probably brought this up because you already know this because you watch my channel a lot. But this guy has already purchased what one might consider Trump money. It is only considered legal tender in the Republic of Cameroon or something like that. This guy is obsessed with Trump to the degree that he would purchase complete garbage. Listen to this. I am one of the few human beings on Earth. This is uh, late January 2022, by the way. That holds in my hand what I'm about to show you. I am so excited about it. Officially, official money, God's money, it's actually a Donald Trump coin, which makes it even odder that he would call it God's money. Donald Trump coin, God's money. Donald Trump coin, God's money. Weird comparison to make there, right? Real MS-70 Silver Eagle coin. This is not a doubloon. This is not this is the real, it's the only government money, official money in the world with my president on it. Again, only legally considered money in the Republic of Cameroon or something. And I think he said he paid like $3,000 for 10 of them or something like that, saying it's going to be worth 10 times that soon. It's actually still being sold. For like 200 or $250 a year later. I just checked this like a month or two ago. It's worth even less now. And you can buy it straight from the manufacturer for even less than this guy paid at the time. Sorry, you got scammed, man. Look how beautiful that is. I bought 10 of these. Look at that. With that American flag behind our president. I bought 10 of these and I bought them for $250 a piece. And now some of them are already selling for a thousand dollars on eBay. No, they're not. They're still being sold from the person you purchased them from for like 150. I don't even remember what, what they're called now, or I would look it up again. They're really, really hard to find because they're not like nobody has. Them. He said he's one of very few people who holds something like this. That's because nobody wants it. It is only legal tender in Cameroon. It's garbage. Oh, I tell you what, this is going to be priceless one day. Yeah, I, I bet priceless one day. So if you were wondering who is going to purchase Donald Trump's NFT collections, That'd be this fine looking gentleman right here. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Donald Trump came up with this new plan. He announced this big announcement, as he called it. The big announcement that he made is that he is selling NFTs. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully you're.
God, I hope he doesn't like hit me with like a copyright something or other for playing this. Favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington. He actually said better than Lincoln and Washington. An important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to. Yeah, so I'm not going to play any more of it because I don't want to like get risk getting hit with uh, copyright something or other. But there's been an interesting reaction to Donald Trump's big announcement that he's now selling NFTs. And interestingly enough, the guy uh, apparently actually sold out all of his NFTs within like 12 hours. Four point five million dollars worth of NFTs gone in like 12 hours. This was Newsmax's reaction to Donald Trump's big announcement when they found out that this is what he was selling, NFTs. Go quickly. So uh, that is his major announcement. Many thought it would be political. Many thought it would be about maybe uh, creating a new party. I mean, there was so much speculation on this. Uh, but it's not that. It's a digital trading card. It's 99 bucks. and he They don't sound very enthusiastic about this digital trading card, do they? Bucks, and he said it would make a great Christmas gift. So oh, there's a bunch of them. Interesting timing for that. Yeah, uh, there you go. That's that. There's the announcement. And I think, yep, we got the website up there, too. If you are interested in supporting uh, this b business venture of the former president. Yeah, so... Anyways, FYI, NFTs are a complete scam. You should not be purchasing NFTs. It's a ripoff. It's not worth anything in all seriousness. It's not even a right to the intellectual property or the property itself. It is a right to a pointer that points at the property. That's it. NFTs are a scam. Do not purchase them. It has, however, been interesting to see some people's reactions, particularly the people who would consider themselves the religious leaders of the Trumpist religion. Up in the top right corner, we have Johnny Enlow here. He is the Trump pastor. He's like the linchpin between QAnon and Christianity in many ways. Bottom right, we have General Michael Flynn, or previously General, who was charged with all kinds of stuff. I don't even remember what. Was he charged with treason or something? Or I don't remember. He was charged with some serious thing. And Donald Trump pardoned him. So he's another leader of the Trump religion. And then bottom left is Clay Clark. He runs a big tour called the Reawaken America Tour that has all the biggest extremists alive at it. And then top left is Steve Schultz. He runs the platform that they're all on right now, the Elijah List. So let's listen to how they reacted, specifically how Michael Flynn reacted to Donald Trump's NFT announcement. Trump announced that he had a major announcement today. And in the major announcement, it is the sale of a, um, what do you call the- uh, Digital playing cards. A yeah. digital, and he's a Trump thing. And so there is- uh, you know, the assumption that I would, whoever advised him on whoever advised him on that, I'd fire him immediately. That's actually fascinating to me that this was the reaction that it garnered from some of his most ardent supporters. I mean, these people are like the diehardiest of the diehardiest Trump believers. I mean, I'm talking Johnny Enlow, the dude that was just talking. This dude is such a true believer that he claimed that Donald Trump 
was giving us a chemical formula when he sent out his famous Kofifi tweet. If you haven't heard of the Kofifi tweet, Donald Trump tweeted something about negative press Kofifi. It was obviously a ridiculous like typo. And this guy read into it and claimed that it's a chemical formula to cure people of the vaccine. Blah, blah, blah. Listen to this. This one is from early May 2022. Kofifi is C-O-V-F-E-F-E. And, and so that's how it's spelled, okay? C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Can't do it with the fingers when I'm doing it like this. But anyway, Kofifi. And yes, people thought that was an error for spelling coffee. Like they haven't learned yet that President Trump doesn't really miss anything. Are we talking about the same Trump right now? If something <laughs> is spelled, if he leaves out an L, he adds an R, he does, it's everything has a reason and a purpose. This is very strategic what is taking place. So Kofifi is, um, it's, there are three from the table of elements. CO is for cobalt. V is for vanadium. FE, FE is two molecules of iron. This is the solution, the antidote to the 5G towers that were really designed to work with the vaccines and essentially hack really? human beings. Really? No, no, not really. Oh my God, these people are the most gullible human beings on planet Earth. Okay, if it was actually Kofifi and that was supposed to be a chemical formula, assuming that it was written in all capitals, it would it wouldn't be cobalt. It would be carbon and oxygen next to each other. I don't know how Johnny Enlow imagines this was written. And cobalt, vanadium, and FEFE, -E, two iron molecules would not be written FEFE. -E. It would be FE2. I took chemistry for a year in college. I was planning to go, I was planning to be a chemist originally, and then I ended up switching to psychology. Middle, 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 I'm on YouTube. Anyways. Nothing about what the guy's saying is accurate. Nothing about what he's saying is based in reality at all. But there's a point here. Keep listening to this. What he implemented when he was telling Kofifi before, um, he was, so they created, I, essentially, if I understand it correctly, some sort of magnet that they put at every pole, 5G pole, that essentially doesn't allow it to do the hacking that they wanted to do. That is absolutely completely and totally unhinged from reality. This is not based in reality in any way, shape, or form. The point here is that this guy on screen will believe anything that Trump says, anything. He will, he will say or do whatever it takes to support his God Emperor, Donald Trump. So I was really interested to find out how this guy was going to react to the news that Donald Trump was selling NFTs. I mean, you heard him in the beginning, right? Can't do it with the fingers when I'm doing like this. But anyway, Kofifi. And yes, people thought that was an error for spelling coffee. Like they haven't learned yet that President Trump doesn't really miss anything. If something <laughs> is spelled, if he leaves out an L, he adds an R, he does, it's everything has a reason and a purpose. This everything has a reason and a purpose. Everything that Trump does. Purpose. This is very strategic what is taking place. Everything is strategic with Donald Trump. Everything that he does all has 
an intention behind it, a purpose, a reason, everything. So I was really fascinated to find out how Johnny Enlow is going to react to this. I haven't listened to the whole thing. This is the only section that I, I got on, you know, with Michael Flynn in here. I understand Michael Flynn was kind of condemning it or whatever, you know, the whole NFT thing. And he's a Trump thing. And so there is, uh, you know, the assumption that I would, whoever advised him on whoever advised him on that, I'd fire him immediately. I like I said, this is the only part I, I got. Sadly, I wish that I'd gotten more from this live stream. I, I didn't actually intend to do like a segment on this, but, uh, you know, I saw the opportunity, so I took it. But, yeah, I'm going to have to cover this in more depth later. I, I really do wonder, like, what Johnny Enlow's take is on this whole NFT thing. But, like I said in the beginning, you guys remember? You remember this video about the coins with Shane Vaughn? Officially, official money, God's money. You ever wonder what poor sucker is dumping their life savings into Trump's NFT collection? Real MS-70 Silver Eagle coin. Poor suckers like this guy right here. That's who. You got to feel bad for him, honestly. You know, they hate me. Literally hate, hate me. Like, want me dead. The people that I cover. Shane Vaughn believes that Donald Trump is like some special messiah that's out there, like Jesus' second coming, basically. Same with Johnny Enlow. He believes the same thing about Donald Trump. He's the second coming of Jesus. Speaks about him in terms of like BT and AT, before Trump and after Trump. Like he wants to switch our system over from one based on Jesus to one based on Trump. Dead serious. They hate me. But I don't want anybody to be scammed, especially if it means the money they're being scammed out of is going straight into Donald Trump's pocket. Not a fan. Anyway, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Do these people deserve to be scammed? Or is what Trump is doing honestly disgusting? Or both? I'm adding on to this video like a couple days later because there's more stuff I wanted to talk about. That's why I'm wearing like a different shirt and I have a different haircut. Just disregard. Let's let's continue on with the story here. Donald Trump has actually been losing allies like mad. Ben Shapiro's had some things to say about the NFT stuff too. Check this out. Major announcement almost completely craters his presidential campaign before it even gets off the ground. Even many of his very, very strong allies, people ranging from Steve Bannon to, say, the Hodge twins, were criticizing what Donald Trump did yesterday, and for good reason. So former president of the United States, a man who is the presumptive frontrunner jumping into the race doing this, is cringeworthy. It just is. So Ben Shapiro seems to have completely given up on Donald Trump at this point. Now, he's been criticizing him leading up to this anyways. I think he's fully on the DeSantis train to begin with, but... He's absolutely right about this. One of the few times I'll have to say that Ben Shapiro is correct. He's criticizing Donald Trump for being a grifter. Absolutely. You say you have a major announcement, and what you actually drop is what appears to be an NFT money grab, especially in his... I mean, it's like on every available front, it's just... It's the dumbest politics I think maybe I've ever seen. It's, it's really... It's painful. It's painful. And this is coming from somebody who voted for Donald Trump in 2020. And it, like, this... It, it's just bad. 
So Trump drops this video. And when I first saw it, I thought it was a deep fake. To be honest with you, I thought that I thought there is no way that Donald Trump would acquiesce to the people around him, pushing him to do something this stupid. Now, I find that really interesting coming from Ben Shapiro, that he would suggest that this is the thing that Donald Trump did that, that, that killed his support for him or whatever. This is the thing that makes Donald Trump a scumbag. But I did find it interesting that he mentioned deep fakes a minute ago. Check this out. Uh, I'm in some private Telegram channels that you have to be approved to access. They're like pro-Trump QAnon Telegram channels or whatever. And one thing that I've one common thread that I've found behind between all of them is this thing called Trump golden tickets. There are basically like sponsorships that they've been running for a while. Right. And the idea behind these golden tickets is they're, I don't know, 100 bucks each or something. I don't remember how much they cost. But every 10 golden tickets that you purchase, every 10th one is guaranteed to win an average of $2,340. That's the claim that they make. It's complete nonsense. These things don't even exist. And they're not coming from Donald Trump anyways. But that's the claim. So if you buy, say, 30 golden tickets, you spend... What is that? Uh, $100 each, $3,000 on these things, right? Then the belief is that you will win up to $7,000 from them. Now, lo just think about that logically. Donald Trump is not making any money off of that, right? It, he, he couldn't possibly be making money off of that, the way it's structured. But the gullible fools in Trump's audience believe it. And they actually did do some kind of deep fake. It's not a deep fake. It's just... I guess somebody pretending to be Trump. Listen to this ad for the golden tickets that I found in this Telegram channel. Are you listening to something that I made to financially help all Americans, everyone, including you? The bill is amazing, okay? It is golden, and every bill has its very own serial number. It's true. America will be wealthy again, folks, okay? And every true patriot, even everyone in the QAnon forums, every true patriot, must own at least 100 Trump bucks because production, my friends, is like Nancy Pelosi's vocabulary, very limited. So get your Trump golden $1,000 bill before we run out completely. The TRB system is active starting in September, so you better get to counting, okay? Get your Trump bucks now and don't waste another day. God bless you. God bless all of your loved ones. And God bless the United States of America. Yeah, it's all completely fake, obviously. I guess this one wasn't about the golden ticket scam. This one was about Trump bucks, but it's all scams. They're all just scams. Check this out. This is a, a screenshot I took in an actual QAnon forum. Sarah A. Carter is actually a reporter, apparently. But this is not a real tweet from her. Elon Musk wants to buy stake in Trump golden tickets. Not real. The golden tickets aren't real. Elon Musk has no interest in buying these golden tickets that supposedly exist. It says, after Elon Musk supported our president with 2 million new gold tickets for sale and, and paying gold ticket users, he offered Donald Trump $1.8 for a 35% stake. Elon Musk said, every patriot should have it for a better life and a better society. Elections are approaching people. If Donald Trump accept." Singular, except if Donald Trump accept my offer, I will not save money for all our patriots. That doesn't even make any sense. 
Many patriots are already buying stock in Tesla with the Trump golden ticket. Most people who bought got an average of $2,340 per ticket. People, I told you this will be huge. Hurry up with orders because it's low of stock. It is low of stock. It's all made up. But this is the kind of thing that Trump's audience falls for because he has done everything that he could. Donald Trump did everything he could to make them gullible so he could take advantage of them, so he could fleece them as the gullible suckers that they are. And it worked. It worked. If these golden ticket scams weren't actually working, they wouldn't be posting them all over these QAnon forums. Well, let's just take a look here. See, this is uh, my Telegram account. Again, I only use it for trolling for scams in QAnon forums. Let's just look up the word ticket. Look, a billion mentions through here, right? This is the QAnon forum. This is the Donald Trump one. Oh my God, dude, this is just nuts. Here you go. Look, Trump says to prepare for the coming energy crisis. Prepare now. Get your TRB cards and register your products now. Join today. We have the highest rate of inflation in the last 40 years. People will die and freeze to dead if nothing changes. Once Donald Trump left office, gasoline went through the roof. I'm wondering why it says fake on the side. I've never seen it say fake before on the side. Is this telegram taking steps to like protect people from scams? I don't know. Every day, more and more big corporations and people are funding the TRB system, which is used to register the Trump financial aid products. So I guess the claim is that Donald Trump is putting his own money in as financial aid to assist his own supporters. And all you have to do is register with this website here to receive the financial aid that Trump is giving to his supporters. You got to be joking. Note, all products allowed. Bucks, checks, coins, cards, tickets, vouchers, etc. These are all things sold to Trump supporters as supposed Trump products that he's giving to people to help them. With this deal going through, you will be able to get your money sooner than you think. Take advantage of it now. Use the link down below. Grab your TRB cards and register your products. Here you go. Official TRB system membership card. What is this TRB system, I wonder? trbpatriotmembership.com is the website, apparently. See, 20 TRB system cards for $750 plus free shipping and handling. All you got to do is pay them $750. They'll mail you 20 cards. What are you waiting for? We know all of you have been waiting patiently for so long, and now is the time when you will have everything that was promised. With President Trump, you always have a chance at a better future. Weak leaves, strong stays. Glad to see so many of you are strong patriots. You've been selected to get your very own TRB card today. Don't miss your golden chance. This special promotion is ending soon. Makes the perfect gift for other Trump-loving patriots. The point is, these people were primed to believe this NFT garbage. And as a result, Trump sold 45,000 NFTs for $100 each in 12 hours flat. $4.5 million in 12 hours because his believers were already primed to buy this nonsense. Just insane. Simply unhinged. And I, I just, it's honestly sad. I feel for anybody who has fallen victim to this nonsense. 
but it's not a surprise when you look at this at the in the cold light of day. When you look at what these people have fallen victim to or, or been prey to in the past, it's no surprise they fell for Trump's NFT scam. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, there's Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and coffee cups and stuff on there. You can also check out my other channels. I have a Telltale Unfiltered YouTube channel where I go through long-form videos like Kent Hovind's seminar series, Jehovah's Witnesses TV show, and televangelists prophesying about politics. And finally, you can check out my social media. If you have a question for me, the best way to ask it is to tweet it at me. I'm on there all the time so check it out all links are in the description as always anyways that's all i've got for you thanks for listening